Good morning. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments with a Franciscan Moment on Mater Dei Radio. Throughout the liturgical year, Holy Mother Church, in her wisdom, regularly honors the lives of the saints in the calendar. Some of them are feasts, some memorials, and some even solemnities to help us reflect on the reality of the communion of saints and to remind us of the great lessons from the saints that we want to imitate the life of Christ. Well, during the month of January, we reflect on a particular event in the life of St. Paul, and we pray for Christian unity and as we reflect on those two things, we have Franciscan Friar Father Dan Petit to join us back in 2024. Welcome back, Father Dan. Happy New Year. It's our first 2024 recording. And thanks for joining us again today. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to be with you. And Happy New Year to you, too. It's hard to believe 2024 already here. 2024, we are here. Now, are you one who sets uh, New Year's resolutions or do you do you kind of look at, okay, what can be different in the new year? Yeah, I do. I, I look to, um, like, I know one of the things for me is always to try to trim down, especially, you know, after the Christmas season, there's so many gifts for us priests when we're in the parish. A lot of people want to show love and they do it through food, you know, so... I try to watch that and be careful with that, certainly. Um, but there's always a few pounds I can lose after the uh, in the new year. But also, of course, I always uh, assess prayer life and that kind of thing and really try to double down on that. Well, double down is what we should be doing. And in fact, I know say, uh, Pope Francis has declared this the year of prayer. So I think uh, any opportunity we can really strengthen our prayer life is a key. And two key figures we're going to look at today are St. Paul and St. Francis. And an interesting feast that we recognize is actually an event in the life of St. Paul, and that's his conversion on January 25th, where we look at the conversion of St. Paul. You know, what's significant about this event and of St. Paul's conversion? Well, I think what's significant is how St. Paul went from, uh, if we're to judge by his own writings, especially like in Galatians, how he went from a a justification based upon observance of the law of Moses to a conversion to faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God who's going to save him. So his salvation is not going to come from his observing the Ten Commandments. His salvation is going to come from Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, who can save him. Um, because I mean, and and that really it, it, it's a it, it's kind of a subtle difference. Uh, we don't get rid of the Ten Commandments, of course, but uh, we do have that rich young man that came up to Jesus and said, "Good teacher, what must I do to inherit everlasting life?" And he's he he said he named him a couple of commandments. He says, "Well, I've kept those all of my life." And then Jesus says, "Well, let's bring this from justice to love." Then now. Go give everything you have to the poor, then come and follow me. Do you love me more than your possessions? See, now we're mm. in the realm of love, and that's where we limp most. And uh, Jesus really calls us to that conversion that we need to grow in love. 
Well, and we seem to hear a lot from St. Paul when you mention that about love. I mean, doesn't he write? And he's, you know, in First Corinthians, we have that beautiful poetry of love is this and this. It is not this. That has to come from that strong conversion. Right. Well, it really does. It's because God is love. We need God therefore for us to grow in love needs to take up residence within us and of course that happens through baptism the holy spirit is the love of god poured out into our hearts who is saving us and will raise us from the dead and maybe a, another way to look at that is we you and i uh, as human beings long time ago took out of ourselves what we can't put back and that's life everlasting. I can't put straight in you what's crooked in me. I'm a dead person. I'm going to die. I mean, we all will eventually. And we can't overcome that. Um, but Jesus, the son of the living God, came in our bodies and he put back in what God could, which is life everlasting. And see, that's what saves us. That's what salvation is. It's it's something we receive, though. Um, scientists aren't ever going to be able to overcome death because no scientist can put straight in you and I what's crooked in himself. Um, but Jesus can because he's the son of the living God. And see, that's the conversion of Paul. It's a conversion to, uh, to faith in Jesus, not just as a man who was crucified, but as the son of the living God who rose from the dead to life eternal. Mm -hmm. and, We're talking uh, with Father Dan Petit, Franciscan friar, on this. Uh, as we prepare for the feast day of the conversion of St. Paul, it's a great time for us to think, when have I been converted? And it's an ongoing process, uh, Father Dan. If you're talking about a love for Jesus, this isn't one and done. This is a constant, a daily renewal um, of our lives that is filled with a conversion. Yeah, I think that's true because there's no end to the growth we can make when it comes to love. Um, and, and love is our greatest weakness as human beings. Uh, any empirical evidence that you would want, just buy a paper today and read about what we do to each other as human beings. It's the proof we need. You don't need a whole lot of proof. You don't have to go far looking for it. See just how we can treat each other. Well, how do we convert from that and how do we grow out of that? Well, the way we do that is by way of the love of God in our hearts given us by Christ. He puts back in what we took out, which is life everlasting. Well, uh, let's face it. Um, you know, we we tend to do these deeds of death that do lead us to go to death. And see, love is what lasts forever. Yeah. God is eternal. And that's what we have to get on board on. I mean, that's what that's what our whole life is attempting to do is grow in love. And of course, Jesus puts love on offer to us. And part of our weakness a lot of times is we're just kind of indifferent to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even our growth in love means responding to that love on offer in Christ, which is so great, powerful. Right. Well, let's go to St. Francis and what he had to say about conversion, about this love 
of Christ versus love of the world? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I did, for this uh, occasion, I, I did go find St. Francis's first version of his letter to all the faithful in the church. He wrote a letter to all the faithful in 1212. It's a real simple letter, very brief, and it's chapter one on those who do penance. This is what you can look for. Um, oh, how glorious it is, holy and great to have a Father in heaven. Oh, how holy to have a Holy Spirit, beautiful and ad admirable as our spouse. When you're doing penance, you know, that's growing in holiness and conversion and love. And then chapter two, on those who do not do penance, this is what you can look forward to. And I mean, he says things like um, they forsake neighbors and friends and these bear off and divide everything that he left and worms eat their body. And so they perish body and soul in this short age and they will go into hell where they will be tortured without end. All those to whom these letters might have come, we beg in the love which is God that they receive kindly those sweet-smelling words of our Lord Jesus Christ with great love. You see, there's the conversion because we don't want to be dying just our own death without what Christ is able to be put in because then we die forever without that. You know, that's the thing. And, and, and so Francis is trying to say here, we need to get on board with what Christ puts on offer and try to try to grow in receiving that and responding to it. Wow. And 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 penance, confession, having that regular looking back turn turn to me, turn, you know, the Lord is keep saying turn to me um as we come into a new year, this this is the call to love, to let go of self, follow St. Francis's lead. Yeah, that's right. And, and of course, uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, there is this, um, you know, the, 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 the Eucharist, for example, is body given, blood outpoured. And see, what I can tend to become is the native disposition of my body without penance and discipline would be, it's about me. What I want, uh, things I'm taking to me, my pleasures, my desires, I live as I wish in the body, etc. But see, what Jesus comes to do is minister medicine to us so that we become an offering. We become body given as well, just as he is in the Eucharist. And of course, that is a conversion. Like you said, that's not a one and done deal but we need to continue to grow in that so that we become a gift with Christ for the salvation of the world. We become given. Right. Father Dan Petit is with us as we reflect on the conversion of St. Paul and the words of St. Francis. Father Dan, I also want to talk a little bit about Christian unity and the prayer for Christian unity, but we are coming up on a break. So do stay with me and let's continue our conversation in the next half hour. Okay. Sounds good. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, and I'm back with Father Dan Petit, Franciscan friar. And as we begin a new year, 2024, the year of 
prayer. We're talking about the conversion of St. Paul, talked a little bit about what St. Francis had to say about conversion and penance and really turning back to love, that love that God offers us. We offer ourselves as a love offering back to our almighty God. Father Dan, thanks for coming back with us this morning. And one of the ways in which we pray during the month of January, and this is something I learned as I came into the Catholic Church, was this time of prayer for Christian unity, where Christians from all over the world, all different backgrounds of Christian faith, pray for what Jesus prayed, that we may all be one. And that time of prayer would conclude on the feast of the conversion of St. Paul, you know, looking at his own conversion to Christ. And so, Let's talk a little bit about what that means, Christian unity, and, you know, what even would Francis have to say about, you know, uniting our voices for Christ? Well, when, when, when you consider uh, Christ's prayer, I mean, what prayer would not be heard if not the Son of the living God on earth? I mean, that's a very powerful prayer. So it, that, that really shows his desire that we be united. Well, what divides us? Well, um, Sin divides us. Um, we, we become divided over sin. Um, and the devil is trying to divide us as well and separate us and keep us isolated from one another. And yet, you know, if you look at then hell, hell would be that place where you're separated from one another, isolated and apart from God. There's no communion in hell. But the opposite of that is the communion of saints in the heavens. I mean, if that's where we're headed, uh, we need to begin now to sow that unity. That's what we're seeking, is that unity and communion now, which, again, going back to our conversation in, in, in conversion, we need to convert to love and allow ourselves to grow in the conversion away from sin, which sows division, and allow ourselves to grow in the love that sows unity and and the virtues that bring us together as opposed to the vices that tear us apart. Uh, unity is a very important thing, um, especially again, like when I when we think of what where we're gonna end up is in holy communion with the saints. Uh, are we gonna be ready to take up our place with them? You know, well, if not, we have purgatory. And if I totally just reject that, well, then we have hell, which is isolation. Right, right. And so as we look at our lives, it's it's a daily check. Am I in am I unifying or is there a division at, at the workplace, in my family life, in a in a relationship with a loved one? Is there is there a division? I mean, the, the devil certainly seizes any opportunity that we have to divide ourselves, whether it's in our speech or our actions, look at our country, uh, look at our cities how divided we have become. I know that can't be, um, that's certainly not of God, but it certainly is something that the devil enjoys to see us being divided. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And of course the, um, uh, Jesus, uh, founded the church as a gathering of those who are growing in love and unity with each other. Now that's a work of God. Uh, again, we can't really put straight in ourselves what is 
uh, it does take the grace of Christ, and unity is a gift of God, and um, and uh, this is something that we also have to therefore join Christ in praying for and working for. It's, it's this unity, so that we're not sowing division and, and separation from each other, but trying to grow in the virtues that favor us coming together as opposed to coming apart. You know? mm-hmm. um, and I think one of the ways certainly we can do that is uh, let's just take one simple example. Um, St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20, you are not your own. You have been purchased at a price. Now, in our culture today, one of the mantras is my body, my choice. I and and there's not there's no clearer example of saying no to Christ than that because you're going to end up just with yourself and in unable to put back in what we took out a long time ago which is life eternal and that means that's eternal death i mean you can't you can't put that back in christ has to put that back in life eternal. So my body, I I really can't just simply live as I please in the body. Uh, Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20, Paul says, you are not your own. You have been purchased at a price. And that, of course, is the price of the blood of Christ. So I need to allow Christ to subdue in me what sows division, which is sin, and kind of me at the center of everything, and begin to grow in the virtues that are going to grow grow in love and sow holy communion in the church, which is mm-hmm. unity. And, right. and, of course, that happens by the gift of Christ at work in us from our baptism. Uh, it is a work of God. Yeah. What would we learn from St. Francis of Father Dan about how do we sow this unity uh, within ourselves and our relationship with God, but also with our brothers and sisters? Well, if as you may recall, it's pretty bold. Francis actually went down to Damietta in northern Egypt, and we have eyewitnesses. We have a bishop down there, Bishop Jacques Dietry, who actually saw Francis on the Christian line stand up and say to the Muslims in the city, I'm a Christian. And he got arrested. And they took him to the head of the Muslim world, the Sultan. And to name the name of Christ among the Muslims came with the sentence of death. And so Francis actually began to preach the name of Christ before the leader of the Muslim world in the hope that he was he would be martyred mm. but the love of god was so present in his preaching as he preached christ and he was so stirred up holy spirit that the sultan took to liking francis so much he gave him an armed guard back to the christian line and francis was disappointed he wanted to give his life you know and um but but he ends up becoming friends through the love of God in his heart, you know? And so even this unity we seek is, is it's in the church, but 
in that case with Francis, he even he even sowed unity with uh, the Muslim who mm-hmm. otherwise would would normally have killed him for just naming Christ in their midst. Um, it's, right. it's remarkable, remarkable, and that's the work of God. Absolutely. And of course, we know in January is a time where for decades there's been marches for life, opportunities for different voices to come together on behalf of all human life to respect the dignity, particularly of the unborn, the frail, the marginalized, that there is a way that we can work to Christian unity is through our our protection and defense of what God gave us. Our, our our human life, right, right, and 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 quite apart from, you know, faith and religion, which certainly has a such a very powerful affirmation of the gift of life that comes from God. Uh, science itself has already demonstrated through cameras that have followed life from the moment of conception, and the science is there as well that says life begins at conception. Uh, that's where it is. Um, and and so even if you're not a believing Catholic or Christian, it doesn't mean we still can't unite with those who would accept the evidence of science itself about life and where it begins, that we need to really honor this. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, um, I, I can't imagine, like for gardeners, for example, if they had if they had just planted a beautiful garden with all these new seeds, and then I came along and walked through it, I think they'd get upset with me, you know? Hey, you're ruining my seeds. Uh, get out of that garden. I just planted that, you know? Well, it's kind of like that with life in the womb, too. I mean, it's the beginning of life. It's just like in the garden, the seed is going to become a corn stalk or a, or a head of lettuce or a carrot. I mean, that child in the womb is going to become a full-fledged human being. All the dead is there, you know, it's all there. And um, I think on that basis, we can even unite with people of all faith to really defend this gift that God has given us as we believe in our faith. Absolutely. Father Dan Petit with us again, Franciscan Friar, as we begin a new year, pray for Christian unity, pray for life, and ask for the intercession of St. Paul and St. Francis as we continue to do so in this year, 2024. Father Dan, I just want to thank you for your time spending with us, and I'm looking forward to a brand new year. I know that in the middle of the year, you're going to be coming our way to the state of Oregon for some, some retreats with the sisters at Our Lady of Peace Retreat. We'll be talking Franciscan talk there. So as we get closer to those dates, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the rule of St. Francis and how that can really touch the community life as a Franciscan. But with that, would you please help us close with your prayer and a blessing for our listeners today? Sure. Let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the the great preaching of St. Paul and the example of St. Francis of Assisi, and we call upon these great saints to pray for all of us, Dina Marie, myself, and all those who listen to this podcast. We ask and pray their prayers upon us and the gift of the Holy Spirit for our conversion and our growth in love. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May the blessed mighty God descend upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Dina Marie. Good to talk with you.